All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. We're up on YouTube now, so go check us out there. Big Honker Podcast. All you got to do, uh, type it in there, and all of our episodes come up right there. Um, so we Skype interview our guests, and then we upload it to YouTube. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in, and be sure, go check out all of our great sponsors, starting with Athletic Brewing Company. It's a non-alcoholic beer. They're beer lovers at heart. And there's no sense in feeling like crap the next day. So they made a beer that tastes great, doesn't have the compromise, doesn't have the hangover the next day. They promise to use high-quality, all-natural ingredients to create great-tasting brews for all beer-loving people. They strive to create brews suitable for everybody and every occasion. If you want to keep a clear head and drink healthier, they're here for you. AthleticBrewingCompany.com is the way to go. You can have all of them that you want. Not even feel bad. Uh, they saw a void in the market, and they pounced on it. So they do a lot with uh, the Spartan races. And uh, for people that, uh, you know, like to have a beer at night but have to get up the next day and perform, Athletic Brewing Company is the way to go. So check them out at athleticbrewing.com. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by the one and only American-made Boss Shot Shells. Hits like a freight train. My favorite is the 3-5 th Blend. Uh, recently talked to Brandon, and uh, he seemed to insinuate that I was overcompensating for something. Maybe being a bad shot. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but e either way, they shoot bismuth, copper-plated bismuth. Only takes one. Tight, <laughs> tight pattern. You can't say enough about them. I mean, they're a whole way of life, and all made in America. Love me some Boss Shot Shells. So, um, listen, some uncertain times out there. So, if you're wanting some Boss Shot Shells, don't wait until the last minute to order. Get your order in and uh, get it heading your way. Right? Yes, sir. Also, we're brought to you by Foul Bandits. Right now, you can save 20% off of hoodies. Listen, if you're a snow goose hunter, you need you a fresh white hoodie to go roll around in the mud in. So, Oof, what a miserable time. No promo code needed. If you're going to get a hoodie, it's 20% off at checkout. does it automatically. So go check them out at foulbandits.com. They also have uh, hats, regular T-shirts, decals, whatever you, whatever you need to look good and feel good in the field, Foul Bandits is for you. Also, we're brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Uh, hunting season is just about wrapped up, but it is time to keep your pooch in shape. They can help you. Keep your pooch hydrated. They got a nice uh, water bottle system. You just you just push a little button and water fills up. You don't have to pour a water bottle down poor Fido's gullet anymore. You can go to gundogoutdoors.com and uh, get everything you're going to need. They got bumpers. They've got field bowls. Whatever you need for your four-legged buddy, the Alex and the people over at Gundog Outdoors has already thought about it. And get your first aid kit for your truck. Get a first aid kit for your truck. You can also get a quick release system. Um, be prepared for this upcoming waterfowl season. If you think that you're going to use that quick release system in the field, then uh, I would train with it this off season. So you can save yourself some money. Big Honker will save you some money at checkout, and Trump 2020 will save you 20% on the uh, field trauma kit. No sense not to have it. Also, we're brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it's not the duck. It ain't the duck. Uh, drank it every morning this year. It is smooth and refreshing. Fills that thermos up nicely. They're American company. Texas company. Out of Bernie, Texas. Their, their t-shirt is very, very nice looking. The web foot long sleeve. They got some cool looking hats also. Uh, a couple decals, but check them out. DirtyDuckCoffee.com. If you're a coffee lover like I am, then uh, they've got something for you over there. At DirtyDuckCoffee.com. Dot com. I like the high-velocity caffeine roast. You know, I got to get up and do shit. I got to get going. DirtyDuckCoffee.com. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries. It's time to get skinny. 2021 is here. Uh, we've wrapped up our hunting season. We had to store everything. And let me tell you, storing a couple hundred dozen dive bomb silhouettes, no problem. If I had to do that with full bodies, I would want to burn the house down. DiveBombIndustries.com. You don't have to worry about that because you're skinny. Bags pack up nice and neat. You can put them in a trailer or uh, wherever else you're going to store your decoys. DiveBombIndustries.com. Also, they got uh, snow socks out right now, and they're revamping their snow silhouette. So check them out, DiveBombIndustries.com. Also, we're brought to you by Pacific Calls. 
PacificCustomCalls.com. BHP 25 saves you 25% at checkout. They've got something for everybody. We're going to have them on in March. They've got a turkey line that they got coming out, and they're re- retooling some of their existing calls. So I talked to Trevor just a couple days ago. It's exciting times for, for guys up there in the Pacific Northwest. So use the promo code, the PCD, the new, their new duck call that they brought out this previous fall is the best duck call that I've ever blown, bar none. And all the guys out here agree with me. So go to PacificCustomCalls.com, use the promo code BHP25. That's good for 25% at checkout. Also, we're brought to you by Lucky Duck. Best blinds on the market. You need spinners. The Lucky Duck 2x4 blind is the way to go. Four grown men. Put that bad boy. Put grass on it. Don't have to worry about it. Pockets are nice. Everything about it. I hunted out of it. We use them every day. We use them every day here, but I probably hunted out of them six, seven times a week. And uh, if you're in something that long, it's got to be the cat's meow. And the Lucky Duck 2x4 blind is the cat's meow. On a cold day, put your buddy heater in there. It is nice. I just like the pockets because I got a lot of shit that I got to keep track of. And being able to put put stuff in pockets in front of me, it's handy. It's handy. So go to LuckyDuck.com and you can get whatever you're going to need. Or if you're a varmint hunter, I know a lot of people are varmint hunting right now. They got calls for you. E-callers, right? They have uh, the remote call. Yep. Just used it the other day. Gabriel hunted in a contest the other day and won won the thing using it. So, did he really? Yep. Congratulations to Gabriel. Yep. LuckyDuck.com. We're also brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club. R.I.P. The Looking Glass Duck Club podcast, but there is still a Looking Glass Duck Club. You Them can, stork shooters from Northwest Missouri. That's right. You can get uh, hats and hoodies. You can still support them, even though you're not listening to them like you used to. Uh, you can still they still got cool looking apparel. Uh, they got can, a cool Sandhill Crane shirt now. It's cool. Looking Glass Duck Club, West Texas. That's right. That's right. The Looking Glass Duck Club is far reaching. So uh, check them out on Instagram, Looking Glass Duck Club. And uh, if you see something that looks good that you think would look good on you, send them a message. I bet they can send it your way. Also, we're brought to you by blindgrass.com. There's no sense in putting anything on your blind that's going to rot away, smell bad, or cut or poke you that you're going to have to, you know, Fuck around with every day. So go to blindgrass.com and get the get their camouflage system. If you're tired of constantly having to rebrush your blinds, the smell of rotting grass in your blind, they have spent years making the most versatile and durable and realistic blind material available. Their patent pending blind grass will not rot or mildew. It's waterproof and it's available in mats or bundles. And it comes in natural dead grass or is paintable to match your surroundings. Head on over to blindgrass.com. Also, we are brought to you by 14 Cattle Company. Uncertain times. You got to think outside the box a little bit. Go to 14cattleco.com. You can get a whole beef sent to you. And it's a competitive price. No $8 hamburger meat, which is what you're paying at the grocery store. It will be nice. God forbid if something happens to have a little bit of meat stored up. So go to 14cattleco.com, get a hold of Jordan, see if you can't get a half a beef, a whole beef, quarter beef. They'll work with you. Keep some meat on hand for these uncertain times that we're in. Brought to you by William Chris Wines, Texas-made wine, made there in high Texas. Uh, you can get it shipped to you, or you can find it at the grocery stores, the fancy grocery stores, Central Markets, Whole Food, places like that. Uh, just had a bottle last night. Well, half a bottle. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. That's right. That's right. Impress her with a bottle of Texas wine, William Chris Wines. Get the skeleton key. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanford Hunting Outfitters. Turkey season's just around the corner. We're taking bookings for it. Uh, our books are always open, contrary to other <laughs> yeah, outfitters. That's the funniest shit ever. Books are open. Books, Your are, books open. are open every day. If you want to book a hunt for 2026, we can, we'll book it. That's exactly right. So, turkey is up next. So, if you're looking for a turkey hunt, we, uh, we got some Great property right here on the Brazos River. Uh, we'll be happy to take you out. Call Jeff, 940-658-3172. Or if you're out there looking for this fall. Uh, a lot of our weekends are going pretty quick. Yes, they are. 
So we'll holler at us and take care of you. We've got a couple of dove hunting dates left. Not a lot of dove dates left. Dove hunting's just about booked up. Anyways, I've got a couple of October weekends left, and I think I got one set of weekdays left for some dove hunting for a corporate group, twenty or more. Anyways, nine four zero six five eight three one seven two or and, or email me at goose at west w e s t e x dot net. Thank you and God bless y'all. All right, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by California native Mister Devin Vega. Lives out there in L.A., hunts right down there in South and SoCal. I still can't believe you can duck hunt down there. Mind blowing, but uh, it's a fun podcast, fun interview. Always enjoy talking to him. He's actually come out here uh, a couple years and uh, became a good friend out here. So we enjoy talking to him. We hope you enjoy it. Here he is, Devin Vega. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. I'm with the world-famous Andy Shaver, and this is just Jeff Stanfield. Just Jeff. He's never going to live that down, is he, Devin? Uh, no, it doesn't sound like it. doesn't sound like it's going away anytime and, soon. And with us today, from Riverside, California, my friend Devin Vega. Devin, Devin how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Can't We're cold, but, you know, we can't all live in the land of fruits and nuts. We're at 75 degrees every day. <laughs> yeah, I, I just got back from that cold, so I'll yeah. show you pain there. You went to uh, Colorado, didn't you, and Bo met you guys? Yeah, so we went this weekend. Um, man, it was, I think it was negative 22 with the wind chill. <laughs> and uh, it was damn cold. I had... I had enough gear, but I mean, there's nothing you can do about your fingers and toes. No. Um, uh, it was fun. It was, it was good. The birds didn't fly till later in the day on Saturday, probably like 12, one o'clock, but we ended up knocking down some birds and had a decent hunt. Did y'all hunt? Did you go in and hunt at first light or did you know they knew it was going to be late when the birds fly or, or did they not know? Nah, they knew it was going to be late. So, but you know, we were kind of jonesing when we got there I just didn't want to sit in the house, so we, we went and set up about 9 a.m., and then uh, we didn't see anything. We saw snow geese. Snow geese were flying pretty much right when we pulled up, but um, um, about 11 o'clock, the honkers started flying. Now, did y'all hunt a river, or where did y'all hunt at? <clears throat> no, we hunted on a on a corn stubble near a river okay. where, they were, where they'd been roosting. Um, so, yeah, about... Noon to one is when we killed the majority of our birds. Did Bo did Bo fly out? Yes, he did. He told yeah, me one there. time. I was like, I said, you've lost your fucking mind. There ain't <laughs> no way I'd go that there. So that's a long way to go freeze your ass off. Yeah, well, we, I mean, booking it, we didn't think, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be that cold. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, Robert and Brent, who were with us uh, this year with you guys, um, they just said, hey, if you want to come out, come out. And the flights are so darn cheap. I think it cost me like 120 bucks to fly there and back. Yeah, you can't beat so that. No. Yeah. No. Get why the, not? Get the fuck out there and. I guess all big birds too. No, we actually shot uh, out of the 15 uh, Canada geese we shot. Um, two of them were big birds. Everything else were lessers. I'll be damned. That makes that makes a lot of sense. I mean, fuck it was 85 degrees up up ahead of all this shit. So like. Of course, that's where all of our birds are. I just figured the big birds yeah. would be there anyways. Would have never left. Did you uh, shoot any specks up there? No, we saw a few, um, but no, we didn't. We didn't shoot any specks. Were you covered? Snow, Fifteen honkers and three snows. Were y'all covered up with ducks? Oh my gosh! Yeah, and we don't see that here in California. I don't see a group of five hundred mallards coming in, and uh, we got a lot of video. And it was uh, even though we couldn't shoot them, mm -hmm. it was an experience for me. Um, seeing that being from here, man, it was unreal. It was just as fun to shoot them, to be honest. 
Oh, I bet. I'm, I'm go ducks working in. So. What what sucks is when goose season in or duck season ends and goose season's going, yeah. and you land a flock of five hundred mallards and fuckers are walking through the decoys, <laughs> and you're scanning looking for a band the whole time. We we actually um, we actually shot our snows because of the ducks. The snows were following the ducks, and where the ducks would land, the snows would go in there. They didn't want nothing to do with the decoys. I mean, we tried everything, moved everything, and. They didn't want nothing to do with it. We had some ducks working us. We were just poking our heads up out of the pit and just enjoying the show. And then we saw some snows locked up, and uh, we actually shot at the snows. We were able to get the snows because the ducks were landing in the decoys. That makes sense. I could see that. The, the snows just see this perpetual motion and everything landing, and then they're like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's where we're supposed to be. Those are yeah. our kind right there. Did uh, Back home in California... Now, we just had Kate on with us from Dive Bomb, and he's fixing to go to Oregon March 12th. 9th, I thought. March 11th and 12th, I thought he said. Well, it doesn't matter. Either in way. March, they're going to go shoot. He's going to go shoot speckle bellies. Do y'all have a mm-hmm. late season in California, too? So, uh, Southern California, our extended snow goose season ends on Sunday. Uh, we just got done with our junior our junior hunt weekend, which was on the 6th, 7th, 6th and 7th, I think, or 7th and 8th. And then in California this year, they introduced uh, a veteran and active military hunt throughout the state on all the refuges and everything uh, this past weekend. So during in between those, they did an extended snow goose down in Southern California. And then Sunday up in NorCal, they could shoot specks and snows uh, out of the closure areas of the specs uh, starting Saturday. And I think it goes through Wednesday. That's very that's cool. That they, that's very cool that they did that for the uh, for the veterans. Maybe California's yeah. not all bad. No, it, it was Maybe really it cool. Too. A lot of the guys I knew, a lot of the guys I knew had a good hunt too because we're getting we're getting that reverse migration pretty solid right now. Um, I just saw a story before we went on here that uh, let me see if I can find it again. I think it's Santa Clara. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! There it went. Um, let me look. Santa Clara has a uh, has a six eight two hundred and twenty pound transgender. Oh, the, the dude that's playing for fucking basketball. He's fifty two years old too. Oh jeez. Yeah, Santa Clara uh, Community College. He's six eight two twenty ex Navy. And he's if that motherfucker's not don- if he's not scoring hundred points a game, they should just kick him out of well, the league. Kick him out he's of the fifty two. But he's 52. But still, he's playing against a bunch of short girls. He's 6'8". Well, I'm not saying he shouldn't dominate. I'm saying he's 52 years old, but still. We come to a place in America where some motherfucker's going to take him to the prom. <laughs> 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 Is there anything that shocks you out there anymore? No, honestly, man. Nothing. Not at all. It's, it's kind of sad, but I just now I'm, I've complained so much and heard so many complaints. It's at the point where it's, it's there's no use, honestly. They're, they're not going to listen to us. Right. And I just kind of uh, keep my head up and take care of my family and do what I love to do. And, and there's nothing I can do to stop what they're going to do. So that is, true. is what it is at this point. Amen. We the people have no voice anymore. Might as well just do yourself and be happy about it. But yep. how often do you see a transgender person? Because living in Knox City, Texas – I don't ever see any. I, I we've got a couple people that are kind of confused here, but we don't have anybody that's transgender. So I work out in LA a lot, and when you get out to Hollywood, they are everywhere. No shit. See, I just can't believe uh, there's that many of them. They they are everywhere, um, and you know, yeah. You can look at you can look at them and just and just know, but I'm pay no attention and just do my job and go about my way. We I had one come into court one time, and come in and saw me. And was very, very nice. And got up and shook my hand like a fucking lumberjack. Because <laughs> I didn't know to shake hands. I you know, grab a man's hand, you shake it. A woman's right, hand, you, like, you just kind of grab the, you yeah. know, and just kind of. The fingertips. Like, that motherfucker, he fucking reached around and grabbed the shit out of it. Trying and stuff. to hurt you. Yeah. And that's the only time I've ever had to deal with one professionally. Tony had a date one time, but I think it was really a woman. We just weren't for sure. She just wasn't very pretty. <laughs> Hey, had have you seen did have you seen that uh, Netflix documentary on the Cecil Hotel? No, it's fucking crazy. So this Asian chick, I don't know if I can. Well, she's not even. She's from she's Are from Vancouver. I don't know what you can say anymore. She's Canadian. She's Canadian, <laughs> but she is of uh, Oriental descent, Asian descent. I think South Pacific is what. Whatever. You're supposed to say. Fuck. I don't know. I'm. I. I, I can't do this. I can't do the fucking. 
PC police. Anyway, she goes to the Cecil Hotel, and she comes up missing. And I didn't realize that this hotel is, like, known for its fucking debauchery. And, I mean, they got, I, I think. Uh, What's the name of this show? The Cecil Hotel. Is the name of it? I think so. I, think, I saw the previews of it, but I didn't know what it was called. Because shows are standing in an elevator on the. Yeah, she's, okay. like, standing in an elevator. And then, like, it just it's like a four-minute video. And, like, it goes into, like, the, the history. Have you, I'm, I'm sure you've been past the Cecil Hotel. It's in a shithole part of town. What are you trying to I'll, refer it's right off Skid Row. You think Devin's in Skid Row? I'm sure being that he's, I'm sure living in L.A. his entire life. There's a lot of Skid driven Rows. past. No, like this is the official Skid Row. Do you know where this is yeah. at, Devin? I do. Uh, I actually have a couple jobs, or done a couple jobs down there, uh, being in construction. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know too much about the Cecil Hotel. Really never heard of it, uh, to be honest. But I have been to Skid Row, and it is I mean, it's nothing like you've ever seen. Pictures don't do it justice. So there's an actual neighborhood called Skid it's Row It's called there? Skid Row. Yeah. I thought that was just a band from California and just a name for a bad area. No, like they've, got actual... like, they've even got like a fucking well, sign. It's, it's, a, it's a bad area. Um, it's in L.A., but everybody knows it as Skid Row. What, where, and it's, where's it at? It's downtown. It's in da- downtown Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Is it just a big homeless encampment? Yeah. Huge. And it's right outside. It's outside of something. I can't remember. But, like, anybody, that's where they drop off people. Like, if you're getting out of the insane asylum, you just fucking you go right down to Skid Row. So when we went to L.A. and I wanted to go see LBC in Compton, I thought that was a bad part of town. All you had to do was say, take me to the Cecil, and it's about a block around the corner. I'll be damned. But, so, basically, the Cecil Hotel was just a shithole during the 80s and 90s. And rent is real low, and, like, the upper part of it um, is, like, long-termers, and, like, you can stay there for a week for, like, 40 bucks. So, like, there's that's where these people would go to. Anyway, they rebranded the Cecil Hotel, and they called it uh, Stay on Main. So, and I guess California, being the laws that they have out there, they couldn't evict these long-termers because they had nowhere else to go. Um, so they rebranded it. Certain sections of the hotel were going to be stay on Main, and then the top part was going to be the Cecil Hotel, where all the degenerates stay. And uh, they said basically, like she didn't realize what she was getting into going to the Cecil. She didn't. She didn't realize that Skid Row was going to be, you know, block away, and like she just got into some bad stuff. And she disappeared. Disappeared. I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm not going. So I'm not going to ruin. I'm not going to ruin it. But yeah, basically, like L.A. was more than she could handle coming from Vancouver. Oh, wow. So, but but I you know it's just crazy. L.A. You know I've never <clears throat> been there. It's got a lot of fucking history. Not all good, but I mean it is. It seems like an interesting place. It is a lot of cool stuff there. Hey Devin, tell us this: How, What's it like living in the Med, L.A. metropolitan area? I know you live a little bit away from there. Are you? Can you? The guns and stuff. Do all your neighbors are they scared of you because you have guns, or are there more people like you than we realize? So where, where I live in Norco, which is in Riverside County, uh, everybody is like is like me. Everybody here, um, when Trump was running for 2020, um, every house had the flag. That's now, crazy. right outside of here, Corona, Eastvale, Riverside, it's the opposite. But literally, Nork. So Norco's called uh, it's called Horsetown in California. Literally, the only one left in Southern California. Um, there's a couple, but uh, very right wing here. So you kind of, I kind of feel in place here. But I lived in LA. I lived uh, right near LAX for, I don't know, three or four years because of work. And uh, yeah, people people looked at you differently. I'm cleaning birds in my front yard. <laughs> I got, I mean, all the time now. <laughs> but I, ne- I never change what I do. I'm, I'm the same person. And if you don't like it, I mean, you don't have to, you don't talk to me. I don't care. I can hurt my feelings. Right. We, we have a lot of clients from the Los Angeles area, and every one of them is just a super good person. <laughs> I mean, good, good guys. And I tell people all the time, because I always talk trash about California, and I was like, man, they got yeah. so many good people there, but everybody forgets that six, seven million people in California voted for Donald Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like he just had a few votes there. He's got a big following there. And they believe the same America that we believe in. And if you watch a TV show of, of California in the 60s, California's just like everywhere else in middle America. And it just, it just yep. kind of got overran by everybody moving there because of the weather and their liberal beliefs. But what a beautiful yep. place. I mean, what a cool place. So 
How, what's the hunting like? Did you have a blind that got burned up this year? I did. Uh, I'm part of a duck club in the Prado Basin, which is also in Riverside County, about 15 minutes from my house. Uh, you can you can have some good hunts there for sure. Uh, for me, it's it's 15 minutes from my house. I could take my boys whenever I want. So we set our blind. <clears throat> we joined it. This is our second year, going on year number three. And uh, we had, obviously, you guys know, we had fires like crazy mm-hmm. over here for months. And one of them started right by the right by the river. And I was actually hunting that Wednesday afternoon. And I saw the fire starting and uh, just kept hunting, realized it was still far enough. Left that day, woke up the next morning, and uh, <clears throat> the club manager called me and says, hey, man, your shit caught on fire and everything burnt down. Oof. And uh, so we lost an A-frame, uh, a panel, and like four dozen uh, duck decoys. Sheesh. Like who, I mean, were, what else was taken in this tragedy? I mean, I'm sure so, every, every everybody lost something, I'm sure, that has something down there. That, that one was kind of away from the houses. Um, but three blinds, the ones that were along the river, like where mine's at, mm-hmm. they, all, they all got, they were all gone. And for us, for us, you know, we didn't build a blind. A lot of guys build, mm-hmm. you know, put a lot of time and money into those blinds. We just run the A-frames. And uh, they, they lost everything. I mean, down to nothing. And when we showed up, we had, I think we bought two dozen of the flocked head mallards this year. Um, the avians, like brand new. Mm-hmm. Used them twice. <laughs> they that all burned. Sucks. They were gone. Plastic. Um, found some of the A-frame. But it was actually right before, two days before I went out to hunt with you guys. Mm. That's just that's cut our losses. Sucks. So, what <clears throat> started that fire? Uh, homeless is what they think the homeless were starting a bonfire and started catching the trees and stuff on the river on fire. Now, is that the Santa Ana River? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at this right here. We're, we're on, on the map, kind of just trying to look this up. On the Santa Ana River, how, how big a river is this? Is it run pretty – is it deep river, shallow, wide? No. For the most part, it's shallow. Um, it could get wide in certain areas. So where, where I'm at is Norco. Um, so you can look right in there, and then you'll see the Prado Basin, which is supposed to be preparing us for the 100-year 100 100-year flood. So when we get a ton of rain here, what happens is they back up all this water into the basin where these guys – that are down in the bottom near what they call the 71 freeway. They lose their blinds are their blinds are underwater. Now they lose everything almost every year. So your rains the Prado area is that where you're hunting at? Yep, that's it. And I see all them water deals and stuff. Now, how the frick they got homeless people out there? Is this all neighborhoods surrounding it or? Um, not where kind of by where we hunt. Yeah, there's well Norco is there and uh, but down by the river that's where a lot of the homeless people can live. Well, not can live, but they do live there. So you get homeless people a, right by your duck blinds? No, I mean, they're on the other side of the river. They won't come over there. All they hear is, it's right, uh, Rahagas is where I hunt, and it's uh, it's also a shooting range. Ain't nobody going over there. <laughs> hey, there was another Netflix documentary, not to drag you down to this, but it was about the Night Stalker. Mm-hmm. That was fucking creepy. But Jeff was saying in the '60s how L.A. was kind of this, you know, this Midwest type feel. Fuck, when that guy was going around, there were people in L.A. that said that they weren't going to lock their doors because that's not the L.A. that they knew. Right. And when I mean, he was in what in the '80s, I think it was Jeff. Yeah, and in the in the, the '60s and stuff, L.A. was just like any other big city. Crime wasn't going around everywhere like it did. I mean, it's not like it. The world's completely different. It was 20, 30 years. How old are you, Devin? Uh, Thirty-three. Yeah, he's my you're, age. you're pretty young. So uh, you graduated in 06. Yeah. You're, 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 your mom and dad, you grew up in L.A., right? Around that area. Yeah, well, uh, Orange County, south of L.A. is I, where I grew up. I'll bet your mom and dad would, t- would t- have told you where they grew up and it's completely different than what it was when they were there. Yeah. Well, my dad's, my mom and dad are pretty They're only 51. Okay, they're younger than me. Well, still, when the, hell, they're parents then. But still, when they grew up out there, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like it is now. You didn't hear about things really bad happening. It all started with fucking OJ. Oh, OJ, OJ started it all. Yeah. <laughs> so how was your duck season? Well, as Charles a- Manson probably is the, oh, ma- is yeah. the main culprit. <laughs> yeah, we forgot about we forgot about Charlie Boy. 
Um, how was your duck season as a whole down there in, in Southern California? Honestly, it was, if I had to explain it in one word, it was, it was weird. It was November. We're usually pretty slow. Um, November was pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me and I know for some others and, uh, usually last three weekends of January, it's just, I mean, it's fire and it was good, but it wasn't the normal um, that we were expecting and um, got my birds. I had no problem shooting limits, um, but it took a lot more work. It took all day for the most part. And then I would find something that had, you know, five or 600 ducks on it on Friday afternoon while I was scouting and got lucky and get it the next day and nothing would come back, like nothing. So I think a lot of it was inconsistent mm-hmm. where one, one, one area would be holding birds one day and then you go the next weekend they're not there anymore they're an entire different area so it was really hard to uh pin down exactly where you wanted to hide along the refuge did you have a lot of weather that might have been moving them or was it a pretty mild i mean was it a mild winter it was a very mild winter we had i think the second week of january yeah second week of january it was 85 degrees it's about the same here. That's about, yeah, that's kind of what it was. Here. Yeah. It was miserable. And then it, it cooled down, and uh, I did I did well. I shot a limit, but like I said, I'd, I'd hunt one area in the morning and realize that, shit, I got to make a move. Mm-hmm. And then I would move to a different spot and um, do better, just phone calls and people telling me, hey, they're shooting up here. So I'd move to the, the north end of the refuge, did the best part, or did the best um, latter part of the season, so... I it was a good season. I think I averaged almost five birds uh, a hunt day. That's good. So that's pretty good hunting. A lot. I definitely had to work harder, though. What, no doubt. What's your pintail limit out there? Same one. Yeah, that sucks. And I'm assuming we y'all are covered up with a moss, Covered up. And I had one hunt. <laughs> one hunt. Um, I got out in the afternoon, and I actually shot a spoonie. came right in first thing. About one thirty, sat down. So when he came in, shot him. My dog picks it up, comes back, and there's pintail everywhere. I already know I'm going to take my pick of the litter. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dog comes back, gives me the bird, and all of a sudden the wind started picking up. She lifts up her nose and takes off. <laughs> I'm like, shit. And I'm trying to call her back, and she won't come back. And right along the, the edge of the dike, we hunt off a of dike's levees. There's like four foot, five foot thick of tulies, not too thick. Like she, you know, she came back. She had a freaking hen pint- a wounded hen pintail in her mouth. Oh no! You're done. That <laughs> was it. That was I it. I was done. Congrats. And I watched. I got videos of just monster bull sprigs, ten feet from me, <laughs> all afternoon. And I just kept looking at my dog, like God. I mean, it, it's great. Obviously, she's yeah. a great dog, and and uh, she got a great nose. But damn it, and that's that's not the first time, and definitely won't be the last. The pintail numbers have oh. to be skewed. I'm like right now in front of the lodge. We are froze up and ice up. Tony's water hole, Lake Stanfield, has got two open water ends on it where he's got an aerator on it and been putting corn out for the deer and the ducks. There's, I bet there's 150 pintails right here, and I think every one of them's a fucking drake. Mm. Seems like the drakes outnumber the hens ten to one, but they're just it's loaded here with them. But we've had pintails. Yeah. That's all we've had all year long, and and they're like everywhere else. They're smart as hell. Circle and circle yep. and circle and circle and circle a thousand times. Do uh, y'all ever hunt anywhere along the ocean? Uh, I don't. No, I don't even know. I know in San Francisco Bay they do. I, me personally, I don't really know if there's anything down here in SoCal where we can. Because, I mean, you go down the coast from LA to Huntington Beach to San Clemente, everything's all houses. And, yeah. Uh, there may be. I could be wrong, but not that I know of, no. It's just still, I still have such a hard time wrapping my head around that they're fucking duck hunting in Southern California. He's in L.A. How far is Disney World from you? Um, I don't know, 30 minutes. 30 minutes away from Disney World. I just, I can't, I, it's just so, ba- it's so awesome that that. Killing birds from yeah. the happiest place on earth, 30 fucking, minutes away. It's fucking crazy to me. It's awesome. I mean. Uh, it's. We're small. I mean, like I like I told you guys on the last podcast, there's there's only two refuges, so yeah. it's everything's condensed. We got the one refuge, everything's around it. And we got another refuge down uh, uh, by the Salton Sea, everything's around it, and that's it. That's all we got in SoCal. Um, but 
You do it long enough here, you're gonna get it. And y'all have got a lot of hunt clubs there too. Yes, we got a lot, a lot of clubs. Do they let them? I know how the fucking liberals are out there, but I'm assuming are you allowed to to put well water out in flood areas, or is that a big no no? No, you are. You flood. Well, you can sure fucking make some areas out of there. Mm-hmm. What was the coldest day that you hunted this year? Oh, man. Honestly, maybe 40, maybe, in the morning. It was colder than that when you were here. Yeah. And we weren't cold this year at all. No, we got all of our cold weather last week. It was maybe, maybe 40. It was never, never more than a sweater and a vest. I can tell you that. That's just crazy. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of you. Have you seen all the shit going on down here with the uh, power outages and stuff? Yeah. What a fucking bungle. The only state that could do this bad would probably be California. Texas is right on up there with it. <laughs> I'm happy. I got WAP at my house. Water and power. I'm in good shape. <laughs> I just, I just, fuck, we were out of power yesterday at my house. It's fucking. What did you guys do? Just fire? And well, I've got, by the fire? I've got a gas log. I've got a gas log fireplace, so we had that going. It wasn't, it wasn't uncomfortable. We got through it okay, but... Just with like, day three geez. or four, it would have got old. Jay, yeah, there's there's pictures of apartment complexes where the water lines froze, and I mean, there's just fucking water going everywhere. There's a video of Buffalo Wild Wings, the sprinkler system above them froze and busted, and it's just it's a fucking mess down here in Texas. We, I, I was lucky. We didn't lose anything. We lost water at the <clears> lodge <throat> on Monday, and so we haven't had any water at the lodge. Tony's got everything cut off, so when we turn it back on, hopefully we don't have a lot of leaks. But man, I'm telling you, there. There are people that have been without water, in any with water, power, uh, no heat, no nothing for for four days. I mean, for ninety six hours and stuff. The, the construction guys gonna be making a whole lot of money in Texas over the next six months. Yeah, sounds like it. You ought to come down here. Business is booming, Devin. <laughs> sounds like it's gonna be for sure. Are you gonna <laughs> stay in California? No, we. Uh... We're down to three places. Um, we're going to move out of here. But uh, with my wife, she's a nurse, and she's a COVID nurse. She's respiratory. So um, she's making very good money right now. So we're just going to kind of uh, stick it out. You know, might as well what are take your, advantage of What are your choices? Making. What are your choices of places to go to? Can I right – let, let me give you – let me give you my – my not advice because I'm not I've never moved or hadn't made no big move but I would look at Idaho, Montana or Wyoming so we got Idaho there you go Colorado, Colorado that wouldn't be on my list Arizona that damn sure wouldn't be on my list that's too close to John Ari- Manny Manuel's fat ass <laughs> Arizona because uh, a lot of my family's uh, moving out there um, in Prescott which Prescott's really cool area um so it's about maybe an hour and a half north of phoenix but a lot that's one of the reasons is because my family a lot of my family's moving out there that makes uh, lots of sense um it's when you have three kids uh, it helps you know and you want them to be around their family and grow up around their family and their uncles and everything so yep we'll see it's it's still at the very early stages but uh idaho to me is probably the most intriguing that's where i would go i'm not gonna lie to you at all man i've got a friends of mine that lived outside of boise and they loved it absolutely loved it man there's a lot of things to do in the outdoors pretty pretty conservative state uh just a good place i like i love montana now i've always said i wanted to live up north but this last fucking week i ain't so sure about all that shit winter would get really fucking old up somewhere with a bunch of snow the, the, I, the, the cold is okay. Wife, I told my wife how cold it was in Colorado. She was like, oh, yeah, that might be off the list. I'm like, well, I think this is not something that happens all the time. And I know it's cold there, but um, not negative 22 with wind chill. Were you north of Fort Collins area? We were, we were, where were we? We were like northeast Colorado. Like around Fort Collins is really a cool place. Now I'm yeah. sure it's got some miserable winter days, but most of the times it would be really nice. Like between Denver and Cheyenne, Wyoming, up in that area, Fort Collins, Loveland, yep. that anywhere up in there would be really nice. 
You're going to have to get a completely yeah. different wardrobe. Me? No, Devin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No more flip flops. You gotta go. You gotta go wool and just throw away the flip flops. Not gonna happen. I know, man. But my one of my the one thing I do love about California, obviously, is the weather. And the other thing is I do a lot of saltwater fishing. A lot of saltwater fishing. You can be a little ways from that in neither spot. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the one thing that's gonna you know suck. But obviously, the family family's the number one, and we're just trying to see where everyone's gonna end up and. Uh, where my dad and my stepmom want to end up, and we'll see how it goes. My, um, I had an uncle that lived in Phoenix, Arizona, and he was partners on a boat, and they went out of Mexico and fished somewhere. Uh, what's the name of that freaking place? Uh, Puerto Penasco, maybe? Mm-hmm. And it, right south of Phoenix somewhere, and they weren't just a long way from the uh, – they were in the, the Gulf of California, but went a long ways, huh. but um, – I tell you what, I, I would just want to move somewhere where I don't have to lock my doors all the time. And those places are harder and harder to I find. I lock my doors here, Devin, so don't fucking. I, I, I was just going to say, man, I think I'm I'm so used to locking my doors, and, and I, I'll not be able to sleep. Man. It don't matter where I live, I'm locking the doors. There's shitheads <laughs> everywhere. I, do you leave your keys? I know what you're saying. Though. Do you leave your keys running when you go in the store ever? No. I do all the time. Oh. I leave my truck running. I don't think nothing of it. Oh. In fact, I put a sign on my truck, please steal, but tornado chasing's coming, and I don't, I don't want to have to have a new one before then. So, yeah, I don't worry about people stealing my car or nothing. Oh, I worry. I don't worry about it, but I don't. You're not going to invite them. No, you're not going to invite that. <laughs> well, Andy lives by the hospital, and you know how that is. Any hospital districts, you got all your fucking bums and homeless running around there. I don't yeah. live that. I live on the in the poor side of town where everybody minds their own business. Has uh, has things with COVID? Have they kind of calm down out there yes well because we got the votes no that's true too yeah, it's amazing how quickly that uh well kind of goes away and the hospitals did um as much as i'm on the same side as pretty much everybody as far as the numbers being skewed and everything uh i do have a wife that's dealing with it every day mm-hmm. so um but she's also on the same page with us but um you know she's seeing these people die and there's a lot of them dying uh, I think three weeks ago they had 240 patients, all COVID, mm-hmm. and they're they're down to like 60 now. Oh wow! Now, 90% of those people, from 240 to 60, they died. Ooh, huh? Um, did she ever get it? We both did. I actually got it. Uh, I think a week and a half after I got back from Texas. It wasn't us. You're the man, then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. I got it from. I'm pretty sure I got it from a job site in LA. We, we had a job site in LA, and and I'm the. We had to assign like a COVID manager to go through everything with all the with the crew, mm-hmm. and so I was I was the guy, and I was getting ten to fifteen emails every day of people testing positive. And I got home one day, and Wednesday afternoon, and I was sitting there, and I could feel body aches coming on. I go, oh boy, here we go. This is it. So I text the wife. She's like, yeah, you, you can't. Don't go to work tomorrow. Um, so I had to call my boss and let him know. And uh, so I ended up getting it. My wife got it. She had a headache for two days, and that was it. Mm-hmm. She was totally good. So during Christmas and pretty much New Year's, uh, we did what we were supposed to do, and we stayed home. And and we, we couldn't – we have three boys. We couldn't send them to anyone because mm-hmm. the odds are they had it. Yep. They, did, they didn't show nothing. Zero. Not a single and, symptom. Uh, I had a lot of symptoms, but they were never bad. See, um, I, they I, were never bad. I had it. I got blood test back. It, I, so I did have it this winter, but I never knew uh, for sure I had it. One night, I got cold chills. I mean, fucking cold chills. Real bad. All night long. And I told a buddy of mine, he said, you need to take some Ivamec. So I've told this story. I took some Ivamec, and I felt better that afternoon. So I never went to the doctor again, but I never had any other symptoms other than I was fucking tired as fuck. And I just didn't know if it was the stress of being a long hunting season back and forth to Oklahoma and and just no sleep at night hardly. I was wore the hell out. But other than that, I never felt bad. And the diarrhea from shitting your brains out. Well, that was from from the (laughs) Ivamec. Ivamec and burritos do not go together, but but, but they cured the corona. (laughs) <laughs> and if you go to a doctor, they're going to give you the same fucking medicine. So just go to Doctor Stanfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he didn't do anything. I told, I told my wife, "What's next?" She goes, "Nothing." We sit here for fourteen days. That's it. And just, I was doing, um, 
what is that? Vitamin C packs mm-hmm. and stuff every morning. Uh, but every day I had a different symptom. Did you ever lose and your I taste had, and smell? Yes, I did for four days. See, mine's still not back. I can't. Oh, no way. No, nothing. Uh, which is kind of a blessing and a curse because now that hunting season's over, I'm home a lot more. And uh, I am wiping some asses here and there. And I'm not smelling anything. <laughs> I don't smell anything. Like, Jameson goes to the bathroom and, like, he needs he needs the, the back door taken care of. And I'm good to go. I don't smell anything. See, I can taste everything. When I, when, I, when I was sick, and I guess I was sick, I, salt was really – I couldn't put enough salt on stuff. Yeah. And and that was the only thing I noticed. Now, smell-wise, I still don't know if I can smell much or not, but, you know, if I fart at the casino and I notice people start getting up around me, I'm thinking, that must have been a bad one. But I didn't yeah. ever notice it. That, But my mine was just tired. But, you know, I've had ever since then, and I didn't even know for sure I had it, but I just was making sure. But ever since then, <clears throat> I have a, a, a little cough every once in a while. But that could be just fucking allergies from here, because I have yeah. the, I have allergies every year. Now there's a flu strain going around, and I know some guys that have got the flu, and they're talking about this fucking sucks. See, you know, I forgot all about the flu, and now they've got the right. flu, and they're running 103 oh. degree temperatures, and they're feeling like shit. It's crazy though that your wife is in that environment every day, and it took you getting it before she got it, and she's around yeah. it every day at work. Right, but she has to wear. I mean, the masks they wear are nothing like what we wear oh, really? on the field. Yeah. She can't, when she's on the floor, she'll go six hours without taking a drink of water. They're not allowed to have any water on the floor, um, anything. You have to literally go take your, go to the break room, take your mask off, and you're only allowed to break the seal like three times, and you got to throw it away. Hmm. Um, so, they're, I mean, she comes home and her entire face is red. I've seen those. Uh, I've seen those images from the early days of of COVID and everybody that's fighting it, and their face is just you know they got the indentions where that mm-hmm. mask has been riding all day. What was it like hunting at these uh, at these refuges with with COVID? What what measures did they put into place? So they uh, our refuges did a very good job uh, down here in Southern California. We did. I'd be honest. I did not think we were going to be able to hunt the refuges this year. I really? thought they were going to shut it down. And uh, we just followed the rules. And people complained about it. Everybody complained about it. But I just kept telling everyone, man, if we want to hunt, we just got to keep our mouth shut and just just wear a mask for five minutes. Go check in. Wear your mask. Be done with it. Leave. They only care about when you're at the check station itself and picking your spot and doing your license. Um, just just wear it and be done with it. I mean, it, it's what it's the world we live in right now. It sucks to say it. I hate to say it, but. I want to hunt. Right. And I want this place to stay open. Um, the one thing, what they started doing, they started scanning everybody's uh, hunting license. Mm-hmm. So I had just got off of COVID and I was dying to go hunting. And I was on like, well, I think it was like day 14, literally like my last day. But I didn't have any, I didn't have fever, I didn't have any of that. So I was good. After 10 days, I could have went back to work, right. technically. Um, so I went. And I asked them, and this was prior, they just put it up like two weeks prior to that. And I said, why are you guys scanning our license? And he goes, oh, so they can see if uh, someone who has COVID, who took a test, came and hunted. And then we know that someone with COVID came and exposed all of us. Contact tracing. Yeah, it was like, so we're going to, if someone, which I'm sure people did. Right. Um. If someone did that, it's going to shut the whole refuge down. Like, that's crazy. It's insanity. That's stupid as hell. Is that what they said though? That it, as soon as we get uh, a, a confirmation that somebody brought COVID to us, we're just going to shut it down? They didn't say that. Um, that's just what I heard. Mm-hmm. How, how true it is, I don't know. Uh, but it was weird that they were. One guy would say, "Oh, they're scanning it so they don't have to touch your license," but they still had to touch your permit cards, right? And your like your day pass or your year pass. So I didn't. It was kind of weird. Could be false, but to me, I don't think it was the way that the state of California was doing things. Man, I fully believe that that's what it was about. So now, were they going to wait until one of their people tested positive for COVID and then start a contact tracing, or were they going to? I mean, how were they going to find out if somebody that was there had COVID? Because they scan, I, I guess because they scanned your license and and when you go to take a test, you're on the list. Oh, so they see, can compare. 
Okay, so you have to present a license to get a COVID test. Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm sure they're just just ways yeah. background checks okay. on everybody. That makes that makes more sense to me. Then I've not done a COVID test, so I didn't know that you had to supply a license. When you go out and yeah. eat out there, do you have to give them the same information? As far as is being uh, for traveling, like when we were in Boston in October, or anywhere we went on the East Coast, we would have to give them a license or write down your contact info and stuff, and it was all for contact tracing. So if some other jackass went in there that had COVID, three days later they could call and track track you down. Um, no, I mean. So you don't have to do that in California. So. See, we don't have to do that in Texas, but in October we had to in Massachusetts. Now it may be different there now. Right. But every yeah. time, every restaurant we went to, you had to fill out a freaking questionnaire, basically. Or not questionnaire, you had to yeah. give them your name and your phone number and shit and email. And it was just for that reason alone. Yeah. Like like I said, I don't know if it was they scanned the license for that. Um, that's some rumors I heard. And I just, I don't, I don't think they're wrong about it. I think that's exactly what that was. And, and if, I think if someone that was working at the refuge did get it, it mm-hmm. would have probably shut, it probably would have shut down for two weeks. I was really, I was really looking back now. I'm kind of shocked that the, all the federal lands were kept open, but we also had Trump in business all in charge all during hunting yeah. season. Now that he's not in charge, that could be a whole lot different next fall. Um, yeah. I still believe, and I and I and I would write this down on paper. If you hunt on any kind of federal lands in the western part of the United States or anywhere for that matter, and you think you're going to hunt on there with a gun, them days are getting are going to be limited. Fucking hunt them with. Yeah, you can bow and arrow hunt still for elk. Oh, there's a lot of people big. Are game you talking hunting. about waterfowl hunting? No, waterfowl hunting, I don't know because it's a shotgun sport. But I'm gonna, but and that's probably coming too. But they're going to try to change it where you can't have any kind of firearms on federal land because their fucking pussies think that you're going to just go kill everybody if they had a gun problem in our country with gun owners they would have known about it a long time ago 100 percent. you know there's trillion rounds of bullets or something they said in this country right that have been here right so but anyways i do believe that um and so it may be different next fall with having biden in office yeah well he's already got the uh the mass mandate on federal federal land so do y'all have to wear a mask when y'all hunt there? Uh, just just when you're just checking check in. in. Okay. But but like he, but like we said, Trump was also in charge, so I don't know what it's going to look like. Hopefully, it doesn't change much. I mean, you know, our numbers as hunters are already kind of hit a tipping yeah. point, so you don't want to see something else that's a deterrent to to get people out there. No, the dumbest thing you see is these fuckers wearing a damn mask on a beach. I just I, <laughs> gotta that do just it. Blows my mind. You have to do it though, don't you, oh, out there? Yeah. Yeah, they, they say we one thing that sucks for us this season is uh, we put a lot of work um, free time. I went out there and I because I'm a surveyor, I went and laid out me and my uncle went and laid out um, all the campsites and everything at the campground down at Worcester Wildlife Refuge. Well, they ended up shutting the campgrounds down and everybody. I don't know. There's there's probably 100 trailers in there. and We all camp there all year long on the weekends and you leave your trailer there. We had to pull them all. Oof. And it's a, for the most part, on a, to an average person that drives two and a half hours, you can't, you have to, if you're going to put it on the sweat line, you have to put it in the night before from 730 to 1030. After that, you go find a place in the desert to sleep or something. They will not let you sleep on a, a state campground. Mm. So that really, it did turn a lot of the hunters off. I mean, it, it made it a little nicer being that there was less, uh, there was less guys on the refuge for sure. Um, so, I mean, that was one thing that was nice about it. But, no, it it sucked, man. Pulling Everybody pulling their chillers and, and just not – it wasn't the same. The, the, the night the nightlife wasn't the same, hanging right. out with people that you only see during hunting season. Yeah. It sure is nice, though, the, the fewer number of people at places. I noticed that this spring or this, this last yeah. year where we'd go that places with big crowds, there was no crowds. I thought, I could get used to this again. <laughs> What a dick! Why well, enjoy? It's true. Fucking, fucking country's locked down, and they got a quota. Now we're going skiing in a couple of weeks, and it's a twenty-five percent occupancy Isn't on that the mountain. You, huh? I'm not sad about that. No, it's the same thing. I went to Niagara no, Falls okay. last year, and there was eight fucking people there. <laughs> this is great. I'm going to Mount Rushmore next week. I'm hoping there's eight people there, and that's it. I don't want to wait in line to go see history. Did you yeah. Did you see the shit that happened in Tennessee at their refuge at Real Foot? 
where that old man shot uh, those people? Yes, I did, man. Why are we bringing this do up? Do y'all ever have, I mean, with all the people that are in California, do you ever have any instances, you know, kind of like that in your experience on the refuges? So you get a lot of, so Southern California is not free realm. So you're assigned blind. So you, whatever you pick, that's your blind. And the next blind is probably, it depends on what area you're in, 200 yards, 250 yards away. You will get, you know, someone sky busting, you get fuck yous across the pond, mm-hmm. kick your ass, whatever. I heard, I hear that all the time. I don't even mess with it, man. And, um, but grasslands, there's a couple of refuges that are free roam. I've never heard of anything like that happening. I've heard of like almost fights breaking out at the campground, but nothing ever like that. That's a, that's a whole new, when I heard that, man, I just, we're all doing what we love to do. And for something to happen like that, especially the two youngsters, um, that's just terrible, man. It's just, it's not, it's not good for, for outdoorsmen. It doesn't make us look good. And not only that, the, the worst part is those families had to suffer yeah. because someone was pissed off about someone hunting another blind. I, I don't know. It's tragic. I don't know if we'll ever know exactly what happened. And, and, you know, and another thing that's been people forget about is those two young men on the Mississippi River that just disappeared. They've never found yeah. nothing. They think a barge now, someone said, they think hit them. But those two 20, a 20-year-old kid and a 16-year-old kid or something, yeah. you know, and they've never been found again. And it just, that's got heart-wrenching. I mean, just a horrible, yeah. horrible deal. I mean, It's a dangerous thing. Uh, I mean, this, the, the hunting deal. I don't know what happened, and I'm not going to speculate because there's so many stories still floating around <coughs> about that shit, but it's horrible to think that two people are sitting in a duck blind or three and they have a confrontation no matter who did what that ends to that. I mean, we all love the same thing, like you said, and there's no life over worth that over a hunting spot. Nope. I mean, and I've seen people run their mouse hunting too. I'm going to kick – you know, there's a lot of tough guys when they're 100 yards away. Yeah. But you just, you know, it's not worth it. Long time ago, people didn't do a lot of this shit because someone slapped the shit out of them. And that's our same with our society in general. I mean, there's a lot of people talk a lot of shit on. There are some tough bastards on the Internet that would never say nothing to nobody face to face. Right. And that's right. the whole world they live in now. And they just don't think there's repercussions for anything. But, right. man, I just that's, that's just, just horrible either way around it. But I just didn't know, you know, since you are, you know, you're in a, in a blue state and it's a lot of people out there. So I didn't know if, uh, if, if you've ever seen or heard anything like that at places that you hunt, uh, every day. Not to that extent. No. I mean, the, the cussing across the pond, it's, it's actually pretty funny when it's, <laughs> when yeah. it's not you. Uh, yeah, but, look uh, at that dumbass over there cussing for no reason at all. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Hey, Andy, I saw your, your, your boy shot his first bird, huh? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we set up – well, we actually went to the place where uh, we hunted one day with you guys. Except yeah. – so you know where I had to walk around to several times that day? We yeah. We set up a blind over there, and yeah, so we landed uh, landed two speckle bellies, and the rest is history. Nice. Jeff here well, – I'm telling you what, for him talking so much shit about how good of a shot he is, he's not showing it in the last couple times I've been out with him. But, but I killed a limit that day. Nobody else did. I was shooting a 28 gauge, and I'm going to tell you right now that I didn't. I, sh- I should have shot a 20 or my 12 because Andy didn't work the birds in tight like I thought he would first. <laughs> Second of all, I'm going to give some credit to Andy because Andy was dealing with, with Reese and the dog. And. Oh. It brought back so many good memories of my dad. God damn it, Jeff. God damn it, Tony. Settled down. Now, my name, I thought my name was God damn it, Jeff, till I got fucking about third grade. <laughs> and um, that's what I thats what I was getting out of Andy was just frustrated with Reese and, and Lou. So it brought back a lot of memories. But I was thinking about my dad with a dog and two boys. Um, but it, it, it was a good time. Uh, but, yes, Reese shot his first bird. It was a great hunt. And then, so I tell Jeff, because I'm going to help my son shoot this bird. Here we go now. I all said, right. hold the leash right here. All you, got, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> Just hold the leash. That's it. Fucking shotgun goes off, and I hear Jeff, oh, goddamn. And well, my I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to kill a bird. My fucking dog <laughs> is halfway across the pond with the leash still on him. 
Andy's assisting a six-year-old with a gun on a goose sitting in the water right there at seven yards. And how, I expect it to be dead. And how? Okay, but like the dog is running, he's <laughs> running amok with the leash on. I was more worried about losing the leash than I was anything else. Where was it going to go to? It'll snap off. It's a quick release system. When, oh, the quick release, yeah. when that one thing gets pulled, it you lose it. Well, I thought that's what the quick yeah. release was for. Let him go. No. <laughs> Anyways, Devin, I got my ass chewed out from ever. You've been around to Andy, and you see how anal he is and nervous he is. Just listening to Andy, could you imagine his ass in Los Angeles? He acts like he's going to fucking Fallujah or some shit when he goes to L.A. Uh, it's not that bad. Yeah. I can't do it. Why? Uh, I wasn't either. I'm not going to L.A. anytime soon. Not even to see the Cecil. <laughs> so, actually, that, that same day, Andy, uh, my kid, at six years old, he shot a, he shot a Drake Spooning. That's um, very cool. You getting it mounted? Yes, it's getting mounted. Cool. Um, was um, he fully plumed out and everything? Yeah, it was a nice bird. Good-looking bird. He, actually, he shot it with the 410, and I got some of that uh, Boss 7s. Mm-hmm. And uh, just put one shell in there, and I took him the week before to the range, and just tried to get him used to pulling up the gun. And and I told him, I said, I'm not. I stood behind him the first few times mm-hmm. at the range, and I said, okay, safety doesn't come off until you pull it up on your shoulder. And man, he got it down pretty good. Um, I was still right behind him, make mm-hmm. sure nothing went wrong. So in the morning, he shot at a pintail at about 20 yards up, and he just hit her right in the ass, just behind her. Yeah. And then this booty comes in. Probably like, I don't know, 20 yards out, 10 yards out. And I said, try him. And he jumped up, and I stood behind him, pulled up the gun, and just absolutely rolled that thing. Just <laughs> lights out. I couldn't believe it. I was screaming. My buddy was with his son because it was a junior high. Yeah. Uh, my buddy was with his son and another blind down the way, and uh, it was awesome. And the next day, we went with my dad. My dad wanted to get a hunt with him. My brother, trip out on this. He was shooting boss fives. Yeah, two mallards come in, land the decoys. They got up, he pulled the trigger, both fell in one shot. That's oh, awesome. no shit. So your guy did a better shot. your guy did a better job than Reese's guy did. That's the deal. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, I do. I was there. He's such a no, dick. I, it's uh for me it was it was one of the best. It was the best hunt of my lifetime, just because uh I've been waiting for that, you know. Yeah. Just take my boys out and uh being able to do that with them and and he actually, so he likes hunting, mm-hmm. or he liked it, but he just wasn't like, he wasn't like fully sold on it right. to where he would want to come every time I went. Now, it's a different story. That's awesome. And you know what? 50 years from now, that's a hunt you and him will both remember. You, you'll have hundreds of hunts together, but the but he'll for sure remember the one where he killed his first duck, and you'll always remember that. I mean, oh, for sure. I can remember my first duck. Um, I remember Peyton shooting his first duck. I remember Zach shooting his first duck, and I still can't remember Andy ever shooting a duck. <laughs> <laughs> He's always beating up on you, Andy. Just every fucking chance he gets. I have to. I have to defend. You, did you see that Andy's world famous now? Did you know that the oh, world fa- the world famous Andy Shaver? I'm just fucking Jeff now, just plain old Jeff. So I got to get my kicks <laughs> in while I can. I don't. There's a lot of animosity brewing here between the two of us, and it's not. It's not from me. It's it's mainly from Jeff. What about the two mallards that you shot? Are you going to get them up on the wall? Or are you just so, just going to do the spoonie? So my dad, uh, my dad was there, and my dad obviously jumped about that moment because he did it with me. Mm-hmm. So he's proud, uh, proud Papa, and uh, when he shot, he says, "Hey, make sure that mallard stays nice." I said, "You going to mount it?" He says, "I'm mounting that thing for him." So that's pretty cool. So. My dad's going to mount the first uh, first duck that he shot with him. And uh, actually, we have, I think I might have told you guys, me and my dad and my family do a junior event where we raise a bunch of money. And uh, we buy a bunch of gifts and Bass Pro donates and just a couple other, you know, corporate companies donate money. And we run it all. We do it every year. This is our sixth year doing it. And I had one mount donated. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're up there. We got, I mean, piles of decoys. It's just a ton of stuff to give away. Um no, none of the kids pay any money. It's all free. So it's a pretty cool deal. And uh, there was one mount. And my, my four-year-old, my youngster, was picking the numbers, and my wife was holding the bucket. Well, the mount came up, and, it, and I'm telling you, it was not rigged. Whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Get I your disclaimer in. <laughs> I, I swear to you, it was not rigged. 
he pulled it out and it was my son Brantley who's the one that shot the Spoonie he won them out that's badass well, when, when do y'all do this thing uh, we do it at the junior the junior hunt every year well, this it, year we had to do a little different because of COVID what, when, when does this take place December, January, November when? Uh, February this year it was February 6th it's always the first weekend of February when you, our junior hunt is holler at me next year before that is and we'll send y'all some gear some clothes and stuff out there okay give away for some kids you bet it'll be good well Devin, i know you're a busy guy we appreciate you being on here with us we look forward to seeing you again next year stay safe out there enjoy the warm weather since that little trip to freaking colorado (laughs) oh man brutal we appreciate you coming on though bud enjoy that uh enjoy that california weather while you can i will thank you guys for having me y'all take care and uh looking forward to hunting again next year i'll see you in december sir thank you very much and god bless you See you, buddy. Good. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. That is a nice deal with those junior kids. Yeah, it is. We need more and more and more of that stuff going on. A lot more of it. Yep. Well, world-famous Andy Shaver, you got anything else to say? Uh, if I did, you would just make fun of me. No, nah, it's all in love, all in love. Well, as we appreciate everybody listening, check us out Carson on Carson Wentz to the Colts. Colts. That's a big move. That's, that's a, a good, bold move. That's a good move for the Colts. It only costs him a third and a conditional second. Now, I did and see $35 million a year, whatever he makes. If he plays 70% of the snaps or some bullshit, it, that second turns to a first. Next year? 2022. 2022. I'm going to tell you right now, if Carson Wentz behind their offensive line, which is really good, mm-hmm. if he stays healthy, he will be a really good quarterback. He's been on my fantasy team three or four years, and I'm telling you right now, I'm not scared to have him on my team four or five years. I would have him next year with that offensive line. I don't think he's going to throw the ball as much as he does. But but Phillip Rivers, the last couple of weeks when the Colts were really good, was throwing the ball a lot. T.Y. Hilton got healthy. Um, they got a good uh, – Mo Alley-Cox is a pretty decent tight end. Jonathan Taylor is a damn good running back. Yeah, They get him another wide receiver, they'll be something good. T.Y. is getting a little long in the tooth. He, he, he is. I think they're going to try to sign Allen Robinson, I've seen. He's the number one free agent wide receiver. There's a lot of good free. There's a lot of good free agent wide receivers out there. Chris Godwin is out there. I'd be all over his ass in a heartbeat. Yeah, he'll probably go with the Cowboys. They need a fourth receiver. Probably so. You think Dak signs back with Cowboys? Yes. You do think so? Under the franchise tag. You think they'll franchise him at forty million? Wow. I don't think they have a choice. They're going to tag him again. They, I, I think he's got the leverage on them. They didn't make the playoffs without him. And they were 1-3 and three with him, though, let's be honest with you. <laughs> and they should have been 0-4. They never should have beat Atlanta. Somebody's saying that they would take the kid from Utah over Trevor Lawrence. Multiple well, teams are saying that that's the kid they, from That's because they don't have Jacksonville's it, pick. It's a little, I think it's a little head fake is what it is. A lot of people think Sam Darnold's going to get traded to the Redskins. He might. I'm not, Alex Smith. I'm, I'm not sold on Sam Darnold, but I think he's 2-0 against the Dallas Cowboys in his career, so that would be good for them. That's right. I know he's 1-0 for sure, but I think he's 2-0. All right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, We'll have another podcast out. Uh, We'll have a couple of them next week. Thank you very much, and God bless you all. Go check out all of our great sponsors. Check out Gundog Outdoors, Blindgrass, Lucky Duck, William Chris Wines, 14 Cattle Company, Dive Bomb Industries, Pacific Calls, Boss Shot Shells, Lucky Duck, uh, Foul Bandits. They got some swag over there that you're going to need. Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Dirty Duck Coffee, and come on, turkey season's coming up. Come out here and see us.